Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Wholesome Black Man Podcast. I am your host, Donaldson, back at it again with another episode. And just like always, I always want to say thank you to you listening to me, to me giving you a moment of your time. Um, just saying thank you for holding my vulnerability and thank you for even just giving a listener ear to understand me. That is very big for somebody like me. Um, don't have many ways to be open, be vulnerable. And the fact that I can use this platform to get things off my mind, off my heart, or even just speak to myself and you guys listen and give me affirmation in what I'm doing, give me... Um, a round of applause or give me even just listening ear. Um, that means the world to me. I will never take that for granted. I will always say thank you for that. Uh, thank you for those who share um, this podcast. Um, it's a very small podcast. Don't have a lot of listeners, but I'm not really in it for the listeners. Maybe I should be. <laughs> Maybe I should try to market it and grow it and do all these other things, but... For right now, it's just my little corner of the internet, I would say. And it's helping me out, and I hope it's helping you guys out as well. But, um, like always, this episode I pull from my own life experiences, things I'm going through, things I deal with. And in doing this podcast, it, it did help me realize, like, I'm not the only one. I know it may sound cliche, but some of the things I think about or some things I go through in my mind I always feel like one I'm tripping and two it's not that big of a deal and then three it's so small to the point where it wouldn't even register to somebody else um but uh, in this week um something that kind of happened um something that for lack of a better word, triggered me, um, something very small, um, again, it's, sometimes it be those small things that get you, <laughs> those small little interactions with a loved one, with a friend, with sometimes even a stranger that will have your mind going and have your mind just all over the place, it, it, um, brings an unwarranted reaction, because it might not have been that big, Big, but because of some past history, some past trauma, some past perception, you kind of gave a small interaction more life than it actually needed to have. Um, I'm not sure if you're the type that do that. If you guys are, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not, you are living a blessed life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like a small moment that I had with a loved one, and it just brought about. A feeling of, in a way, inadequacy. And this loved one, they don't even know that they did it. Because I know that's not their intention. And I know. And it was actually such a small thing. Again, I had to realize, like, I'm tripping in the situation. But it just brought about some feelings that I've had held on to. Um... Because of past experiences, past, you know, just history. And 
it brought me to this thought of perception and my vision versus what what God sees and that's really has been like the biggest fight of mine I would say probably forever <laughs> because again my history my trauma is low self-esteem depression I'm always in my own mind in a negative way um, don't want to say arrogant but I do think about myself or selfish selfishly minded but I do think about myself a lot but not in a high minded way it's always kind of like a low esteem way and there's an event coming up church event uh, kind of a conference where my family is deep involved in church my family has always been deeply involved in church family members have always been placed into the forefront and I was I don't want to say relegated to the back but it seems like there was always a wall to keep me like there was always a wall between me and loved ones and, and my family serving um, you will see them in a unit collectively sometimes and then me I I'm doing something else by myself and a lot of this stuff, you know, the low self-esteem, the low out of depression, I'm learning that those things actually form in the moments where you're by yourself. <laughs> um, even people that's quote unquote popular or like have a lot of friends, have a lot of followers on social media nowadays. Usually their insecurities kind of pop up when they're away from that type of stuff. That's why some people always try to have people around them. Because if there's someone always around, they won't have to deal with their own their own preconceived notions about themselves. But in this small interaction, God did allow me to see something about myself. He did allow me to really get it. Gain a deeper understanding of myself. And even a deeper understanding of who he is. And. Even though he. Again it's my life experience. He's talking to me. Um, it goes back to. I'm not the only one who is going to, through these things. Um, there's a whole lot of us. Who are. Fighting. Um this preconceived notion, this perception. And for a lot of us, it's our own eyes seeing the situation and not allowing God, not allowing God's eyes or God's vision for us to tell us really what the situation is. And we all have a vision for ourselves. There's a vision, God has a vision for our lives. And the vision really is influenced by two things. Um, the first one is the influence of the world. I would say that's the easier of the influence because it's actually tangible. You could go on social media and see if you desire to be married, you'll see everybody, <laughs> it seems like, getting married. Uh, 
if you if you live in a life of poverty, you see a lot of people with a lot of money. <laughs> um, if you're lonely, you'll see a lot of people with loved ones surrounding them. It's like you can always there's always something to see in this physical world of ours. This this world of ours, and if you give too much power to that, you will let the world tell you how your life should be. Like, for whatever reason, it, at least for my generation, you're supposed to be married by the age of, like, by the age of, like, 25 with your house by 30. And, and that should have been everybody, I guess. But it don't even say that in the Bible that that's everybody's path. <laughs> but we let society, we let the world, we let our friends, our family members tell us what our life should look like and not, and... Not that those things are wrong, but we gave more power to the outside influence, the influence of the world, in some cases, instead of giving power to the um, internal influence. And the second influence of vision, that's the much harder of the two. It's the influence of God's spirit, um, the influence of God's ways. It's not entirely tangible all the time. God will have you do things and you don't understand why you're doing it and don't make sense in the moment. It don't even look like it's having an effect in the moment. And it's so much harder to cultivate. It's so much harder to maintain because at least with, a, say, a goal of getting out of property, you can set goals like, okay, I need to get my credit score up by this amount. I need to develop a saving plan so that we're going to save this amount of money by this amount of time. You can do things to physically influence your mind or physically influence yourself to actually do these things and they're tangible. As opposed to, you know, maybe one way God would be telling like, okay, I just want you to tithe more. Or not even tithe more, but give more than offering. And... That's one of those things where it's like, oh, you want me to get more money out of my pocket when I don't have that much to begin with? <laughs> uh, it, it don't quite make sense. Uh, or there's things where it's like, maybe it's just like fixing your own self in terms of your own trauma. And it's like, okay, external will be like, okay, I'm just going to go to therapy. Which, again, nothing's wrong with that. Nothing. I, this is a pro therapy show, always and will, always and forever. But a spiritual influence, God speaking on to you in your spirit, will probably be like, "Well, go apologize to your to your mom." And you may not understand that because maybe your mom may have, may have done something traumatic to you. And God's like, "You want me to?" And God's telling you you to apologize first. And you may not feel like it because you don't feel like you don't you don't want in the wrong. It's th- it's like things like that. Sometimes these spiritual things that God places on us and places for us to do, it doesn't make sense or you can't see a tangible effect of, on it on your life. It's not until you actually do it and walk in it till you actually start seeing the fruits of of it. But perception is so powerful to the point where 
it can change your complete environment. And you know me, I this is a Christian based podcast, so I do want to come from the Bible to help support what I'm saying. Um, and it's actually one verse, but it if you're listening to this, I would ask you to read throughout the whole chapter from this verse four. Um because this is a basically a, an event in the in the uh, Bible. And it's a real interesting event. It's filled with a lot of stuff. You can read it a bunch of times and get something new every time on it. But basically what the event is, it's actually coming from 2 Kings uh, chapter 4, 4, verse 9. That's the scripture I'm reading, reading from. But then it goes all the way through. And... Um, I just want to give a backdrop to it. This event in the Bible, this is Elisha um, in his walk, in his ministry, just going about doing his thing. And someone sees him. And matter of fact, let me read the verse for, first, and then I'll go into the backdrop. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God which passeth by us continually. Again, that was Second Kings um, chapter four, four verses and verse nine. Um, this backdrop against Elisha, he's doing his thing. He's not really looking to bother anybody. He just working in his ministry. He just he just doing his work, which is like a whole nother thing on his own. We need to learn how to just do our own work and not worry about other people. But while he's doing his things, a woman perceive look just sees him going by and just he's probably walked by, made multiple journeys. Um, again, this is by foot, so it's probably been days and months in between time where she's seen him. But every time she saw him, she saw that there was something different about this man, and. After that, she goes on to say, "Hey, this is a holy man. It'll be it will be good for us to do something good for him." And what they did was, it was her and her husband. They had a house. They just did an addition, you know. gave gave him a little addition to the house. Anytime he was on on his way, he needed to stop by. Instead of just like traveling through the night or traveling through the heat of day, he has a place to lay his head. And they had a little stool for him, a little table with a candle. You know, he had it going on in that little spot. And in this, and for them doing that for him, the husband and wife, Elijah kind of came to him say, to the woman and said, hey, what do you want? And first she was like, nothing. Like she wasn't going to take nothing from him. She wasn't going, she wasn't even looking for something like that. And then Elijah kind of asked, like, do you got a kid? And in that time, she was barren. So in that time it was, Shame to be barren. It was, you know, woman got caught with shame. It was most of the woman fault if they if she didn't have kids by a certain certain time. And he told her, "Hey, you gonna be you gonna have a kid by this time? By the time of life in this in this passage, you gonna have a kid." And that's the first thing. That's the how do I want to say. That's the first thing, or yeah, the first thing that 
perception can do for you. Perception has the power to bring something barren uh, to make it bring forth fruit. And some of us probably have some barren situations in our lives where it's just like we know the situation. We know ain't nothing going to come from it. Uh, it is what it is. This is my loved one, but they've been the same way for 20 years. Ain't no point in bothering them. This is my financial situation. It's been the same way my whole life. Ain't no sense of bothering with it. Um, this is just, quote, unquote, the way I am. You know, I ain't going to bother with it. You either accept me or you don't. That's just the way I am. But her perception made a barren situation bring forth fruit. Just by looking at something. Just by seeing something for what it is. And then, again, this is the backdrop of this event in the Bible. After she brings forth, has a son. Son working in the field. Complaining about his head hurt to his daddy. Daddy say, hey, go to mama. Man, you know how we do. Kid act sick. Send the mama gone. You be, be about your business. I don't got time to be <laughs> uh, dealing with that, you know. Man, we so sometimes man, we so <laughs> unemotional. <laughs> but in the process, the son just complaining about the head, son drops it. And the woman seeing it, being caught off guard, she re- she realizes one her perception of what situation was. She even though she Delivered the son, even though she she raised the son up. She um she carried the son for nine months. She realized that she didn't bring the son into life, which is kind of crazy if you think about. It, Cause you know, woman, y'all bring life into this world, <laughs> but she realized before the, her son came. Her barren moment and what and what brought about life and what she did, she went to what she perceived was the source. The source, the source is really God, but God worked through Elisha. So what she did was, okay, child's dead. I ain't gonna tell nobody. Which again is crazy. You need to read the story. I am not gonna tell nobody. I'm gonna get a service at a. Get me uh, a cart and a horse. And in my mind, I imagine the cart was just kind of one of those where it was blocked off. You couldn't see into it. You can't see out of it, really. And she's like, get me that. And she puts her dead son into the into the cart. Husband asks, hey, what, what are y'all doing? Where are y'all going? She's like, oh, we're, going, we're just going to go um, visit the man of God. You know, everything good though. She don't let any again. She don't let anybody know her situation. She don't let anybody know that there's her dead son in the back of the cart. And I think that was actually the smartest thing to do because sometimes things happen, and we look to other people for validation. And Some people, they will bring their own preconceived notions. And you're looking for validation. And you're looking for maybe counsel. 
you know, they will bring their own preconceived notions, their own trauma, their own unbelief to your situation and influence your perception. And now you can't move forward because you had a outside influence. So now she's taking her son. She gets to Elisha. Well, she don't even get to Elisha. She gets far enough. Elisha sends his servant to meet to meet her and say, hey, yo, what do you want? And she kind of ignored his servant. It was just like, you know what? Nah, I just need to talk to the man of God. So again, go, the servant goes back to Elisha. He sends him back. Like, hey, everything good? She said, yes, well, everything's good. Then she finally gets to Elisha. And then she basically tells him, hey, yo, I just did something nice. I wasn't looking for this reward, but now my son's dead. That's the first time she, the first time she acknowledges her son's dead until she got, it's when she got to the man of God. And sometimes that's kind of what we need to do with our own situations. Because, and I don't want to be insensitive. That's not my goal. That's not my. That's not my uh, reasoning to the, to this day. And I hope you guys don't hear the lawnmower outside because it's really annoying me. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to be, I don't want to run over your situation as if it doesn't matter or it doesn't have influence or it does not have effect over your life. These things are real. These traumas that we have all been through, our own circumstances, our own disappointments are very real and they need to be handled correctly but what happens is we kind of put ourselves in an environment with people who can't hold our trauma because they experience the same trauma or similar trauma and they can only give you a traumatic uh, resolution or they can only speak from traumatic um, from pain so she gets to Elisha she's like okay my son's dead I don't know what needs to be happen or how it needs to happen, but I need you to bring him back to life. Again, I didn't bother you. It's actually more your fault that this child is in the world is in the world today. So you got to do something. And again, her understanding or her not even understanding, her perceiving what the situation really was. One, it brought fruit to a barren situation. But next you're going to see the power of perception is going to bring life in the face of death. And again, just like some things are barren in some of our lives, some things we just let die. Uh, some of us have given up on love. Some of us have given up on family members and loved ones. Some of us have given up on our dreams. Some of us have given up on our financial goals or to own a house it's just like okay this economy is crazy I'm just gonna be in an apartment forever it looks like um whatever it is I don't know your situation uh but I just wanna be affirming and say some of this stuff ain't dead yet some of your barren your barren season is gonna come your barren season is here but the time to bring fruit is gonna come very soon and the trick to getting there is how you perceive what the situation is and how much power you give to what you see
And Elisha, he just, he does something strange. Uh, you actually, in this, you see a version of CPR go into the Bible. He kicks everybody out the room. What he did was, he actually, first he prayed to God. And then he laid on top of on top of the kid, on top of the son. And then, because at that time the son was cold to the touch, so he laid on top of the son until the son started to feel warm. Then afterwards, he just kind of breathed life into the CPR. He just kind of you know gave him mouth to mouth. Eventually, the son comes alive and he just sends him on his way. Like ain't nothing happened. And some some people are gonna see your victories. Like some of y'all have victories coming forth. And people are gonna be so celebratory about those victories, but they are not gonna know the backstory. They don't know that you hit the dead body. That thing that is celebrating life now. Um, or that's celebrating life in your next upcoming breakthrough, people are not going to know how dead that situation was beforehand. But it was going to be because of your faith, because of how you see, not only yourself, but how you see God's hand in your life is what's going to bring it forth. And I just don't want, again, this is me talking to myself, but I don't want to just live in this preconceived notion of myself because I can't see myself the way God sees me. There are so many things that I want to do and it seems like it's just outside of my reach. And God kind of told me, it's like, the reason outside of your reach because you're not using my hands. The reason why you're not, you don't see yourself or you're not seeing it, whatever it is in your life, is because you're not using my my eyes. And for a lot of us, it's just a lot of us are going through so much, and it's just kind of hard to make it from day to day because we see the situation. You know, some of us have been in situations where a um. Every year I'm just living from paycheck to paycheck and I just hope to ha- not have a moment where I'm overdrawn in my bank account. <laughs> if I could go a whole year without being overdrawn, I'm <laughs> that's probably a solid financial year. And for a lot of us, we really need to learn what What it is to just take a moment and look through God's eyes. And how do you kind of do that is, uh, best way I can do it is uh, Psalms 119 verse 104, King James Version. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And this Little verse is basically just saying, Hey God, me taking time to get to know your law, and not just like the Ten Commandments, but 
law as in God how you see how you see things. Like we look at Ten Commandments as just rules that God put out there to control us, but we have to realize God's nature and God's understandings are so far beyond our ways to the point where it's like of course it's good not to sin against your neighbor. But our flesh will allow us to do it if we really wanted to. Uh, a lot of times when we say the law of God, really what it means is God's vision for this earth and what is righteous. And reading your Bible, meditation, talking to God, um, getting to a good faith-based um, community um and maybe that's not just quote-unquote church maybe it is like a podcast community maybe there is some kind of social media page where everybody links up and can do it that way but getting in a good faith-based uh community you will get to know what god what god's ways really are his vision for your life and how he's and how he sees it, and once you start to understand what those are, understand what a God, you know, you doing this, you doing it this way. I may I may not understand, but I understand that it's good for me. And walking into that, that can give you a level of understanding, a level of a level of vision that you may not have known before because again some of us are just walking blindly through this life some of us are just figuring it out day by day we're trying to figure out our love lives we're trying to figure out our financial lives um trying to figure out our personal lives (laughs) trying to figure out our friends lives because they bring all our their drama to us we're always just trying to figure out and not really using good perception or good I want to say visual techniques and what I mean by that not using God's eyes to really see what the situation is and and it's so important to know what God's vision is or allow God to enlighten your eyes because it just opened a whole new level or a whole nother world to you um Again, another verse that could support that is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what riches of his glory, I mean, riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Like, it's so valuable to have enlightened eyes because one you'll see God's hope for it for you. Um because God has a, a a hope for you. He actually has a faith he actually has a faith in you. And don't want to mess with people with theology. I don't want to say God is looking at you and calling you God <laughs> or making making you greater than him, but he puts something in you that he hopes that you will you will follow trust and follow him enough to fully walk into his vision for your life 
and that you may know his vision of his life and you can freely and aboundly just be in it and having enlightened eyes it will actually open up his glory in your life his riches and not just quote unquote money um, that's having a healed mind a healed heart healed body a healed family all that is for you but a lot of times we don't get it because we don't have enlightened eyes and in this podcast episode I hope I haven't sound <laughs> have been sounding like I'm rambling but my main goal is just to speak and affirm to you and say hey it's not over it just needs to be seen a different way your 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 moment's not dead your moment didn't pass you by it just needs to be seen in a different light yeah I understand maybe you don't have the husband or the wife maybe you just need to see it like hey right now I probably can't handle it <laughs> emotionally <laughs> so God uh expose my trauma expose the things that's holding me back to myself so that way I can work on it for that way when a spouse do come it doesn't have to be any extra baggage maybe you know you're struggling financially maybe you just need to see it like maybe I don't have enough money but need to see it like God you need to teach me how to manage my money better so that way when I do get the million I'm not blowing it Um, maybe you just need to go on YouTube and see how people conduct business because you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you just, you trying things, but you just don't know how to make them work. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're bad at business. It just means you don't, you lack a certain kind of knowledge. But, um, dang, I actually went way over what I wanted to do, <laughs> but, uh. I just want to say, your vision's not dead. Your environment is not barren. It's all there for you, but you just have to trust God to see it a different way. So, I'm just praying that you allow God's vision, that you submit to God's vision for your life, that you... Give your mind to understand what that is or what that may look like. And that you give yourself to seeking him. But, uh, yeah, this has been another episode of the Wholesome Black Man Podcast. I hope I haven't sounded like I was rambling because I think I did a few times <laughs> in this one. But, uh, I just thank you guys. I love y'all. And I appreciate y'all for listening to me and ro rolling with me this far. So... Back next week with another episode. I still need to get some things up and running. And I'm going to need to hold myself accountable with <laughs> until I do. But, yeah, you guys have a good one. Talk to you next week.